Good morning, everyone. Tom here from Fit Dad Philosophy with Monday Meditations. I trust you guys had an excellent weekend, as I did. Spent a lot of time with the family, mostly. Uh, Sunday was an active day. The swimming pool with all four kids from age three to 10. Got some training in myself. Got my wife uh, swimming a few laps as well. And uh, then headed out to the track so my son could do a bit of jumping practice, as you would have seen on Instagram if you follow me there at the Fit Dad Philosophy. But uh, all in all, very rewarding uh, time. And um, I encourage you guys to look at the things in your life that are most important to you and put the time and effort into those things. Save the energy for those things during the week. We often run ourselves down that we can come back on the weekend and feel pretty run down and um, not really ready to give our family our best. And I think at the end of the day, that's what we want to do, especially if we're listening to this podcast. That's what we want to make sure that we are mentally, physically, and emotionally fit um, when we come home from our jobs and when we spend our time with our family. First and foremost, that doesn't mean that when we are at our our jobs or wherever or whatever we're doing, that we're not putting in hundred percent there as well. But just putting our time and energy wisely into the things that are going to benefit us and are not going to sap us so much that we can't stand up for our family. But anyway, on to today's topic. Um, I've been reading Ryan Holiday's book, Courage is Calling, and uh, I read a section about making courage a habit, um, which really kind of resonated with me and stood out among the chapters so far. And I wanted to share that with you. Um, The chapter goes into making courage a habit. And although it talks about making courage a habit, I just wanted to talk about a few points of how to make courage a habit. Now, first of all, defining courage is, is kind of important as well. And uh, courage is defined as the ability to do something that frightens one bravery um, or strength in the face of pain or grief. So I know which side of the equation I want to be on uh, when it comes to being courageous or cowardly. And there also is a wonderful quote from Valam Shalomov, which um, is also posted on Instagram. Um, I discovered the world should not be divided into good or bad people, but into cowards and non-cowards. And as I just said, I know which side of the equation I want to be on. But the thing that struck me about that passage was just how making courage a habit makes it so much easier for one to be courageous when the chips are down and and the stakes are high. And often when we get to those situations, if we haven't made courage a habit, it's very difficult to make those decisions. And you will see this in certain people that make a courageous decision. And to you, it seems, wow, what a, what a courageous, brave thing to do. Um, and yes, it probably is a brave thing to do, but there are certain people that do brave things and courageous things that you just kind of come to expect that of them. And it's the way that they live. And uh, we've got to ask ourselves which ones we want to be. And that comes with making that a habit. I believe that we should daily be doing things that we're afraid of. So as Wolf uh, Rolf Waldo Emerson says, is always do what you're afraid to do. And I was speaking to my son yesterday and we were having a little discussion. He's only 10 years old, but he's, he's quite wise and sometimes um, challenges me uh, to increase my wisdom. We were talking about when things are things that you're afraid of or are tough things, usually that is the right decision to do. And um, you've probably been there before where it's a difficult decision to make and it's tough and it's hard. Um, and you make the decision and you see the results of that decision. Usually when we take the easy route, route whether it be with small things, or that small things that end up compounding into big things, such as our diet, decisions of a day, or to get up and have that workout, or to not push the snooze button, 
all these things take a little bit of courage. But we know that when we do take those decisions, those choices, that they do benefit us, even though they seem hard. When we make the easy decision to eat those unhealthy things, when we slump onto the couch every day, when we pick up our phone and go on Instagram because of that little tug, those usually lead to uh, negative results. And so that's always the little alarm bell um, or the signal that we are meant to do something is that a little bit of a, a little bit of fear, a little bit of um, uh, trepidation. You know, it, as I said, I think I think in the morning it's it's quite interesting, and I'll get into those seven points just now of how to make courage a habit because I think the how is very important sometimes, and the how will be very um, individual to you because, as I wrote in my journal this morning, is you know, courage will often look different or often look the same to everyone on the outside, so we can always identify courageous acts, but it's actually always something pretty personal and, and individual to you. What you're afraid of is different to what I'm afraid of. And for introvert or extrovert or wherever you fall on that continuum, courage and fear will look quite different to you. You'll be afraid of different things. Certain different things will be a challenge for you and will call on the courage. And different things for me will call on courage. And other things will be easy for me. When there's no fear involved, and it's very easy to do, it doesn't really take much courage. There's certain things that come naturally to me that actually doing the opposite of that is the courage because that is the difficult thing. And I think what you need to ask yourself and what I ask myself, and I'm going to delve deeper in this because after writing in my journal this morning about this very topic, I've been challenged to really go down and look at the issues or look at the aspects, sorry, in my life where I'm being courageous and where I'm being cowardly and recognizing the, the difference or recognizing what might even appear as courage, but actually is cowardice. And on the other hand, what might appear as cowardice, which is actually courage. And so that's the whole nuance and why I always encourage you guys and myself is read books, listen to podcasts, but spend at least 50 to 60, if not up to 80% time thinking and journaling and, and, and being with yourself and your individual situation, because you are going to be able to tell yourself what works for you, what is the right recipe for you to get where you want to be. So I've come up with a list of seven that I think are quite generic to all of us. And I want you to use it as a starting point to then do an inventory of how can you develop the habit of courage? Because when we start doing the small things, as I said, those small little wins, those small little um, hurdles of getting over our fear or uh, working with our fear, then when it comes to those big decisions, we are going to make the courageous decision because we know who we are. We know what we want. And we've developed the habit of being courageous. So when that thing comes up, we are going to be courageous instead of umming and eyeing and not knowing what to do because we've had a kind of inconsistent relationship with courage. And with everything, we want to be consistent. So these are in no particular order. Some of them are quite surface. Some of them are more deeper. You are then, as I said, should go away. Well, I encourage you to go away from this and think about what will they be for you. So number one, develop a code of ethics. So this is a bit of a deeper one, but develop a code of ethics, a way of behavior for yourself. This can be up from seven to 10 points. It could be three things that you just do not change from. So code of ethics, who are you? And once you know what that code of ethics is, you live by that. And when these moments come for the decision to be courageous or shrink, you go with what your code of ethics dictates and you stick by that. So that's number one, develop a code of ethics. Two, have core values or core things that you value. So decide on the things that are most important to you. The five things that are most important to you, and we do this work in the Fit Dad Syndicate online community and course, 
we have, we started, that's how we started. We started with going with our core values because when you know your core values or the core things that you value, you know that anything that goes against serving those core values is something that you don't want to do. And it takes courage sometimes to do that because sometimes the thing on the surface that we want to do in the moment um, is calling to us and is appealing and doing the hard thing that actually benefits our family. If that's the core thing you value, our kids, that you value your physical health, that you value um, whatever it might be, a project that you're working on, a passion that you have, if that action or that those words go against that, then you know. You don't have to do that. So having those core values helps you to make that hard decision and helps you develop that habit of always having those core values very, very vivid in your mind. So when a decision comes, you are not going to betray those core values. Number three, decide and know what you stand for and stand for it. So we have a lot of opinions, um, opinionating going on and ideas being thrown around and different points of view in the world. And it's always been like that. But you will find yourself in situations where you have a belief a firm belief, make sure it's a firm belief and something that you've you've decided is your belief and stand for that thing. And don't flip-flop or wobble or change it because of what other people said and the pressure that you might feel because you're in a group where everybody's going one way. Let me tell you, the majority is mostly wrong. That's something that's very interesting is that not always because everybody says it's right, it's the right thing to do. And it takes courage to stand up at that moment. That doesn't mean always take an opportunity just to go against what everyone says and trying to be and pontificating to show that you're better. No, it's going, I really believe in these things. I'm going to stand for these things, even if someone else does not. And even if uh, the popular opinion is different. And that you can practice quite often. Number four, do hard things. So as I spoke about before, always take the hard route. Usually when a little bit of fear or that little bit of hesitation is there, that's an opportunity to do it. So for me, it's little things like taking a cold shower, because that moment before you open up that tap, too cold at the end of a hot shower is that moment of a little bit of fear, but it, it braces you, brace yourself and you go for it. And that translates into when you have another situation where you hesitate or it's uncomfortable. So it's things like that. It's things like getting up at half past five or whatever time in the morning. I'm not someone that says you have to get up early, but when you set your alarm and you've planned for that, you get up, you don't hit the snooze button, you get going. You do, uh, you do work out or you do exercise every day. That's what I do because that's, habit and it's a courageous habit every morning i'm outside it's one to two degrees often i have to walk out work out outside run in the dark and i've started to embrace these things it's a habit for me and so when you start doing hard things making harder diet choices not just going for the next thing that you want to grab and i'll talk about that in point number seven but do hard things and for you doing hard things is going to be different to doing hard things for me it could mean it could mean a simple thing for you as yeah saying no to a certain type of food <laughs> that might be hard for you it might be and you can start small guys going trying to do these like grandiose courageous things when you can't even do basic things is not doesn't really help so don't hit that snooze button take that cold shower get that workout done um something else help someone out when you don't really feel like it little hard things always opportunities to say yes to hard things i mean they rock up every day in my life could be having that hard conversation with your wife um, whatever it is. So find opportunities to do hard things. They will come and make opportunities. So put yourself in that position. So when actual hardship comes um, every day in your life, you're used to doing hard things and you can do it. Number five, do something extreme. So this is one that I think deals with the fear of death. As Freud says that death is at the heart of all of our, our fears, the fear of death. 
And um, this is something you're going to have to think on a little bit, but do something that's extreme. Do something that's out of your comfort zone completely. Um, bungee jump, jump off, jump off into a, into a pool if that's something you do. Do a backflip off the thing into the pool if that's something that makes you scared. Go mountain biking like I've started to do mount, downhill mountain biking a couple of years ago. Start surfing. Do something that is going to push you, that's going to push you to that edge where you realize there's nothing really to fear. Um, that's also a way to just develop courage, to develop the opportunity. I mean, there's moments in my life where I've been surfing where you paddle out there and you really see these waves coming and the fear burns inside of you. And then you decide, I'm going to go on this wave. And little by little, you get the courage. And as you paddle into that wave, that fear really wells up in your chest. But once you drop down into that wave, just the exhilaration and you know, you wipe out sometimes and you get tumbled around and you feel like you need to come up for air and you might die and you come up and you just, air has never tasted so sweet. But that also helps us develop that that habit because when we've been on that brink of of death, so to speak, or we've uh, we've kind of diced with death, then those little things during the day, they seem quite small. Um, that's going to be one thing you're going to have to decide for yourself. Speak. And then number six, speak up or shut up and know when 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 it's the right time to do that. For me, as I said, Courage sometimes is keeping quiet. Courage sometimes is being being still, being quiet, and not saying what I want to say. And um, I think that we need to be able to tell the difference of those things. Um, sometimes we don't want to speak up because we're afraid of what people might think, or we are someone that is um, is not usually liking to be the center of attention. I know a lot of people like this, and often they what they have to say is way more. Um, important and powerful than what the people who are just pontificating and talking the whole time um, have to say. And so sometimes being the one that steps up and says the thing that's important that needs to be said is the and stands up for what is right is the thing that is necessary. But often for me, um, being quiet and not saying what I want to say is the courageous thing, not needing to defend myself. You know, allowing the perception of others to remain, uh, allowing someone else to get the kudos or, or the recognition, sitting with my anger and, and perceived injustice and dealing with it. You know, um, I often think with my kids, you know, I let my, my steam go. And although that might seem courageous or not courageous, really, but being able to tell people what's what and always telling people what's wrong and, and standing up for something. Um, for me, sometimes that's not courageous. It's cowardice because I'm not controlling my emotions. Courage for me is calming down, walking away sometimes, which sometimes walking away, we, as I've said, we've identified that as a cowardly act. But sometimes walking away, dealing with your frustrations and anger and impatience alone, and then coming back at a time when you have that under control and you can deal with the situation or the person effectively, that's courage. And I think the way we can tell what is what what is the act of courage and what is not the act of courage in the moment is to ask ourselves what is the result of what I'm doing, because courage will always have a positive impact, will have a positive result, will have good long-term and short-term effects. And for me, often, what might appear as courage to stand up to my boss, to stand up to this one, ends up with a, a negative impact. And if there's a negative impact, then I've got to ask myself, was that really the right thing to do? Now, it's hard. It's hard to do this because it's, you know, it's nuanced. It's not so black and white sometimes. But I think this is why we need to become more reflective as people. And I suppose that's an eighth point you could add is just to be a reflective person. Reflect on your behavior. Journal at night like I do and look back at yourself very brutally, honestly, so that you can identify what is courage and what is actually 
cowardice dis, or yeah, cowardice disguised as courage. So those are the six points. The seventh one is stop your create, creature comforts. So stop your relationship with comfort. Stop always looking to be comforted. Stop always looking to be numbed. Stop always looking to feel good because looking to feel good all the time, we're going to take the easy option. If you look, kids are such a great uh, barometer of this or a measure of this in that they want to eat ice cream. They want to play TV games. They want to watch TV. They don't want to go outside in the cold most of the time. They don't want to do the hard thing. At school, if you gave them an option, they probably would sit there drawing. Most of them, there are these couple of, about 20% of the kids that really want to do something and do something hard, but that should show you that that's the right thing to do. So our relationship with creature comforts, creature food, comfort food, all these things, it's not wrong to do them. But if our, if our habit is always to be comfortable and go for the comfortable thing, that's not going to serve us. So let's go through those seven things quickly as we end off here. And I get going with my day, wake up my kids, <laughs> is these are the ways to develop a habit of courage that I think are general to all of us. And then, as I said, add your own ones. Number one, develop a code of ethics. Number two, Define your core values or the core things that you value so that every decision is based on those. Number three, decide and know what you stand for and stand for it. Four, do hard things. Always take the hard choice. Number five, do something extreme sometimes. Deal with that fear of death. Take some risks. Number six, speak up and shut up when it is appropriate, when it is courageous or or cowardly to speak or keep quiet and be able to tell the difference. It's going to take some reflecting from me and probably from you as well. And number seven, stop this relationship with creature comforts, this need for numbing, this need for comfort. So there's seven, seven um, ideas or points that I've developed or thought about that we can use to start developing that habit of courage. And I think that once we start developing that, you'll start to see the benefits that that habit has and how it then knocks on to having other habits, you know, the habit of getting up early in the morning, the habit of taking a cold shower, the habit of exercising daily, the habit of eating wisely for yourself, the habit of saying no when you need to, the habit of having those hard conversations. And then once you've got that habit, the ability to take those huge leaps and those things that really make us make us afraid, quit that job to follow your passion, <laughs> you know, um, confront that um, elephant in the room that no one wants to speak about. Stand up for what you really believe in and try have and make a difference even when it's unpopular and people don't and don't agree with you and might even cancel you what's happening in culture at the moment. You see a lot of people that are able to just do what they do and are courageous in the face of other people's opinions. So let's develop that, that, that habit of courage. Let's make it a part of our life. And I think we'll definitely see how that will have a knock-on effect in all aspects of our life and really help us to show up in all arenas of life. Because that's what we're about here at the Fit Dad Philosophy is everything, mental, emotional, and physical fitness. We want to look deeper into ourselves and deal with those traumas and those issues in our life. That takes courage, man. That takes courage to do that every day. And often we go a little bit deeper and then want to shy away. But if we make that habit of, habit of courage, then we will go deeper in there and take care of the whole life. But it also takes courage to do actions, to temper our bodies, to become stronger physically um, and those aspects and to develop a positive, wonderful, loving relationship with our wife and our kids, um, especially when our kids become teenagers, which mine are becoming too quickly. So anyways, gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Check us out on The Fit Dad Philosophy on Instagram. Please share this podcast. That's all we ask. Share this podcast. Give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen. 
and come and join us in the Fit Dad Syndicate group where we're really having these really difficult conversations and dealing with all aspects of ourselves as men so we can show up as we know we are capable of in our families and our jobs and wherever we go. So have an awesome week, guys. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Yeah.